You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Okay, Jake and Melissa are here, and we were just starting into breakup conversations, and I was like, hold on, y'all. We, we got we to gotta start recording, because sometimes I get in these conversations, and I do the podcast before the podcast, and I want the people to hear all the juicy details, you know? <laughs> oh, we're going to give them to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, you guys. First of all, Jake Woodard has been on the podcast a couple times. If you guys haven't listened to those, we talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy, and he's really helped me to start understanding maybe you know what my healing journey with both of those things needs to start looking like and Melissa does similar work which I am newer to but really really loving and really loving all of the feminine energy wisdom that you come with it's so amazing for me so thank you both for being here today I'm really excited to talk to you together this is exciting yeah this is our first time doing it together like, is it really yeah yeah we doing it doing Get it, it. Oh, okay. not our first time doing <laughs> it but you know what I mean it in quotes um, Oh the podcast. Well, <laughs> oh, sorry, I will save that for the after the show time. Right. <laughs> hey, this is Velvet's Edge. You can get away with a couple Ooh, things. A little edgy, huh? I like it. A little edgy. I like little that edgy. name. That's, how'd you come up with Velvet Edge anyway? I mean, when we first started, I started with a partner and we were looking for words that kind of worked in both of our industries. She was an interior designer and I do hair, makeup, and styling. And so we were like, what words we came up with so so many bad names like lipstick couch like that was one of them that could work in lipstick. both that scenarios like a porn or something 100 right <laughs> yeah, that's lipstick right. couch Hold yeah, on that ain't it um but then we we landed on velvet's edge because they were two words that worked together for different meanings in both of our industries and then you know she has since moved on and had kids and couldn't keep up with all of this and a business and so um when i took it over for me it just became more about how everyone possesses both a soft and an edgy side. I think we all have both. And so it kind of just stuck and still works. You know, what's interesting is that's actually the balance of the masculine and the feminine. Yeah, that's oh, what I didn't even think about that. So I'm thinking of myself as like the edgy one where Melissa is like the softer one, more yes. feminine. I'm more yeah. of my masculine. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting that balance. 
That is, I never thought about it that way. And maybe we all have that a little bit in ourselves too, right? That's the whole point of integrating those two. Wow. <laughs> well, see, I didn't even know. Well, I think a lot of people in, in general talk about the positives of relationships and like the fantasy, you know, we know you guys both just got engaged. And so that's the thing that people are focusing on, I'm sure, is just how exciting that is and the positive aspect around that. But what I've really enjoyed with both of your work is that you're so open about the journey it took to get here, right? Like it wasn't this just pretty package that just showed up on your doorstep one day and just looked perfect. It's been a lot of work. And I think that's kind of confusing. Like what does work look like and all that stuff? So before we get started with diving into the the different kind of work that you guys do, I do want to take people on the journey of what are the story of your journey individually and then together and kind of give everyone the background of what that looked like. I got it. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Kelly, you there? <laughs> I'm actually calling Kelly. Right to be on this. Uh, yeah. Are we doing this podcast or what? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's start that part over again. <laughs> you, you guys, I mean, I don't know who wants to start, but Melissa, you were kind of diving into your journey before, because I mentioned I have just gone through a breakup and you're like, oh yeah, I've been there. And before you met Jake, you said you took about a three year period off of dating. So will you give us a little back? story before you met Jake, what your dating looked like? Before I met Jake, I was, I lived across the other side of the country. I'm in New York now, but I lived in Arizona and I got engaged to be married and I feel like it all looked really good and I made it all look really good, Mm -hmm. but it, I I knew it wasn't aligning, but I had gotten so far in, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's hard to fail because I didn't want to look like I was failing this relationship. So I tried really hard. I tried really hard, but it just wasn't working. And so there came that day when I said, I can't do this anymore. And I had no money. I had, I had lost who I was. So mm-hmm. someone was like, Hey, like, tell me about you. I'd be like, I I don't even know anymore. Cause I had been so dependent on someone else to tell me how I feel, what I like, what I want to do, um, what I should be doing. So I picked up everything. I packed up my two little dogs and I flew back across the country and I had to move in with my parents because they didn't have any way to support myself at that time. I had left my job. It wanted me to leave my job. So I was like, okay, you know, I was just kind of an, okay, sure. I can do it yeah. kind of girl. And so I was, I mean, honestly, I was a mess and what? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, how did you get to the place where you realized you were out of alignment, but you got the courage to actually walk away. I know for me, I canceled a wedding as well. And that the feedback, the initial feedback that I got from everyone was, wow, that was so brave. And for me, I I had been cheated on. And so for me, I was just like, this isn't a choice. Like, of course I'm going to leave. Like, how do I start a relationship knowing it was all a facade, you know? And like you said, it was just it looked pretty from the outside because I was working really hard at that. But when I found out the reality of what was happening on the inside, I just wasn't even a choice to me. But what was, was there a specific moment or I guess I'm asking for anyone listening that you just knew I have to go with my own gut on this one. Yeah, I can. What comes to my heart first is years before that I had made, you know, those like vision boards Mm -hmm. that, so I had made something like that when I was living in New York city and I did 
what my like career path looked like, what kind of person I wanted to be and become and what I wanted my relationship. At that time I was single. So I, I went through this whole process and I made this book yeah. to have reflection time. And I had like packed it away. Hadn't looked at it in years. And I remember one day I was just upset and I was, I lived off in the mountains. So I was by myself a lot. And I went upstairs and I was going through some stuff and I found that book and I opened it up to the page where I had put words and pictures of the relationship that I really wanted. And I had this moment where I was like, wow, like no words, like nothing on this page is a reflection of my relationship right Mm. now. Like, I can't, I don't think I can do this to myself anymore. Like, what am I doing? Cause mm-hmm. you can, you can really deeply care about someone and just still know that they're not the right person for you. For me, that relationship was bringing out the worst in me. Yeah. And so the times I tried to walk away and then I'd be like, okay, like, yeah, I know. Like, we'll work it out. You know, you have those like conversations where you think everything's just going to magically change, but nobody <laughs> did anything on either end to, to change. Yeah. And so it just got to a point where I remember looking down at the ring at my finger and being like, this just doesn't, this isn't worth it. Like I want something more than this. I wasn't serving him. He wasn't serving me. And so it just, I had a whole month of from the time we broke up to the time I actually left. So it was, it was really difficult, but it was one of those moments when, you know, something is better for you is when you walk out of it and you go, Mm. like you can feel all the weight just kind of fall off of you. And so, you know, like that was too heavy. That didn't need to be carried that way. Yeah. I actually said to someone today that sometimes, even if I'm hearing something painful or it's something that I don't want, if it's my truth, no matter what the pain, my body feels calm. Yes. And I've had a lot of those moments recently where it's just like you bump up against something that, oh, it hurts so bad. And breakups are just hard. Like they suck on all levels. I don't think that any part of them is easy. But when you get to the place of knowing that even amidst all of the pain, you're in your truth, there is something that feels freeing about that. Yeah. I feel like the hardest part is like, it's like ripping off the bandaid and just like Mm -hmm. finally saying the words out loud, which is really hard to say, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. And then when you walk out or when you leave or, or I can still remember that morning of just like everything I was sitting on a plane and everything was like, ah, like I I could breathe again. And you shouldn't feel that way about a relationship that's actually good for you. Right. Okay. Well, we'll get into a little bit of what happened next after this, but Jake, when you want to jump in and give us some of your backstory. <laughs> backstory on what part? There's a lot of backstory. I know. <laughs> and we've heard some of your story, which I've really appreciated your honesty through the whole thing of just, you know, your own journey to kind of letting go of some of the masculine programming of not feeling of, of putting a bandaid on things with another relationship or sex or any of that stuff. And I really appreciate that because I know just in my interactions with men, it is still such a hard programming that they are, that men are just bumping up against our face with of you can't feel these feelings or you can't be weak. You can't um, be vulnerable or intimacy is really scary and we're not taught how to do it. I don't think as humans in general, but um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like your journey with getting to the place of getting out of relationships that weren't serving you. And then also knowing 
that it was okay for you to stand in some of those really uncomfortable moments and feelings? Mm. Yeah. So I think all of the painful experiences that I went through in my life, through my childhood trauma, from the abuse, from the feeling of abandonment and the neglect, my sister's heroin addiction, my different types of addiction within myself, the abuse I experienced from my father and everything else. It brought me to a point in my life of questioning my whole entire reality Mm -hmm. and like why I was really here. Like I felt in my heart that I wanted more, but I was settling for this average, like a systematic life where it was just like a robot. I was just a robot in the system. So as I started to go inward and really ask myself these more profound questions, I started reliving almost all of the pain and trauma that I had locked inside of my body and started Mm -hmm. coming up. And before I was even aware of this, I just kept manifesting toxic relationships, toxic experiences in my life from the addictions to the harmful relationships that I was in. It really brought me to a lot of points of pain. And what I learned about pain is it's an amazing motivator. And Mm. I just got to a point in my life. I just felt disgusted. Honestly, I was overweight. I was getting blackout drunk. The relationships that are in were not fulfilling. They were just casual, intimate relationships. They had no depth. And I just finally got to the point where I'm like, this sucks. Like, I don't want to live life like this anymore. And I had gotten into a relationship. Actually, the last relationship that I was in before Melissa really brought me to a point of deep, deep pain. And I went through this breakup, basically moved into the mountains of California where I really started going inward even more after I'd already been doing years of healing work to really excavate that pain that I was holding on to. So I was kind of brought into a place of full surrender. And it was like, just imagine yourself being placed in an environment where you have nothing, like totally isolated from the world. I was 3000 miles away from home. There was no more drinking. There was no more hanging out with friends. There was none of this shit. There was no working myself away, like nothing. I had very little money. I moved into the mountains and I'm just here mm-hmm. and I'm with myself. And at this point, that's when I was like the most depressed and most lonely I'd ever been in my life. And I hit complete rock bottom, but it was in that darkness where I started to find myself. It was in that darkness where I started to feel again, where I started to find that inner sense of self-love and self-acceptance. And I started to feel all of this stuff that had been deeply lodged inside of me and just started coming out and coming out. And I learned really how to dance with my inner demons. And these inner demons were the anger I was holding on to, the shame, the sadness and all these different feelings of really deep rooted pain that wasn't allowing me to be free. And I'll never forget the moment when I was in the middle of the mountains in this like desert area. And I dropped down on my knees and I literally just like held my arms out and I'm like, just take whatever away from me needs to be taken. And in that moment, it felt like I was being held by a mother energy. And that was like my first real connection to the divine feminine. And I was just crying and crying and crying and releasing and just like letting go of all this anger and hurt that I was holding on to because I was just so bottled up and backed up with all of this inner rage. 
And it just felt like I could feel the anchors being released from me. Just imagine yourself on a boat and these anchors were just being cut off one by one by one. And it was only a few days later when I was on one of my hikes in the desert where I would often just go for four or five days, four or five hours and just walk and talk and cry. And I started laughing. And I was like in the middle of the desert by myself. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? You're going like, you're going crazy out here. <laughs> like I'm losing it. it was like, <laughs> but it was like this deep childlike belly laugh. And then I heard these words come through that said, your joy is now being returned to you. Mm. And it was so profound to feel that because I had never felt that before. You know, I remember feeling that when I was a kid and being free, but then I spent 20 plus years not being free. Right. And so that was really like kind of my healing journey. And then I don't know, a few months after that is when I ended up meeting Melissa and we talked for a while. I was living in California. She was living in New York and we talked for, I don't know, a couple months through like Zoom video and we really started to get to know each other and get familiar with each other. And when we met for the first time in person, it was like, we had known each other forever for like lifetimes, you know, it was like so familiar feeling, but not in like a familiar, like, Oh, I grew up in a a toxic home. You grew up in a toxic home. Right. So now we're bonded by our trauma. Like, no, it was a familiar feeling of warmth and safety that I had never felt in my life before. So it was so welcoming to me. And like, as a man to feel safe, Mm-hmm. with a woman and not feel like I need to be guarded and protected. It was very like a sacred feeling. Oh God. The Galva said so many things that I have now 10 questions, but first, <laughs> I do, I do feel like, um, you know, this is something that I've kind of shamed myself about recently, but I, I think that this is just as human beings, maybe how we operate is that sometimes you can't make these moves or these decisions or go on these healing journeys without the pain. Right. And so it is so interesting because I will do anything to avoid more pain in my life. Like I'm like, Hey, I've done this. Like I've gotten enough pain. I've gone through enough hard experiences. I don't need any more pain universe. Like I'm good. And I keep noticing that without the pain, I'm not going to dig deeper. Like I just want to coast and I want to kind of make life as easy as possible and as, you know, as enjoyable as possible until I'm getting in enough pain that I'm like, wait, I have to make a different decision. And so I heard a lot of that in both of your stories. And then I also heard that you both kind of started to go on this inner journey after these really painful situations. And what I want to know is, you know, during those journeys, how close you got to yourself um, from taking the space from a relationship and just being by yourself and being in the pain and feeling that. And then also, do you feel like that was a necessary step to be able to actually open up to a different kind of relationship, to go through the pain, to walk through it to the other side? What do you feel? I feel like that sometimes we just get a little bit of a, of a louder voice. And that's when that pain's really deep to say, mm-hmm. Hey, like, it's time to go deeper. It's time to step up. So like we're forced there. So yeah. The worst days will always lead you to the best days. If you open yourself up to, to look a little bit, like open up the vision. So, so to speak, you know, cause we're very like narrow focus, like all this pain, but like, there's all this opportunity opening up from the changes happening in your life. So wait, I love that. I want to say that again, the worst days will lead you to your best days. Because you can't get your best days without feeling the worst days, right? That's how that's been my experience, at least. Sometimes, and you're right when you said sometimes 
things get so heavy and so painful. And that's when you open up the most. Cause you're like, I just, I will do anything to feel better. And yep. so you start trying things. Maybe you never would have tried before or believing in things that maybe you would have questioned before. So it really does. It cracks you open, even though it can feel hard and difficult. Mm-hmm. It leads you toward like, it's, it's guiding you if you just allow it to. But yeah, I forgot what your question was. Well, I, I mean, I think you actually answered a lot about the the pain piece, and I, I do the cracked wide open is something that's been coming up a lot for me. A friend of mine gave me this gorgeous picture of this really messy heart, like painted, really messy, and she said, "When I see this, I think about." your heart is this, you know, this beautiful organ that we produce all of these amazing feelings from love and kindness and generosity and all of these things. Um, But to be able to get to like the best versions of that or the deepest versions, sometimes it's got to be cracked wide open to just let it flow, flow out in this way. And that's sort of what I'm identifying as what I'm going through right now is kind of the cracking of that. And maybe I've been a little guarded and, and, those kind of things. But now with the crack and the pain, then everything energy wise is able to flow out. That's actually always been in there. It's just been blocked. So I asked you, do you think that your journey through the pain was really necessary in you getting okay with yourself first before going into another relationship? Oh yeah. It all crumbled down because there's definitely a better way to put it back together. That's how mm. it's like, I had to, cause I thought I, I knew who I was. I thought I had self-love. Like if you were to ask me, be like, yeah, yeah. I love myself. But then when it came time to step up and do things like take action out of self-love, I realized that I was constantly beating myself up and not treating my, myself with respect and holding back and not do, and saying yes to things. I knew I wanted to say no to, you know, I was a people pleaser. That was my thing yeah. to always be like, calm, cool, and collective, no matter what happens. But like inside now I realize how much turmoil my body was in, how mm-hmm. tense I was. I just like kept smiling, but like my whole body was yeah. so tense, but I, it gave me this opportunity to get to know myself and to, in a way that served me best in a way that really was me not pleasing everybody else, like to really get to know me and to develop true love for myself and start acting through that space. Yes. I love that. Jake, what would you say? Yeah. I feel that our process of working through pain brings us into a state of preparing us for a relationship. Okay. And we think that we found self-love. We think that we find self-healing and we do. And then we get into a relationship and that's where the real work begins Mm. because our relationships are our greatest teachers. You will never find a better teacher than being in a romantic relationship, especially with somebody who loves you because Melissa and I, as much love as we share, we are also honest with each other and we will both hold our, hold each other's feet to the fire of purification <laughs> to let go of whatever needs to be let go of. And we've done this multiple times in our relationship mm-hmm. and it's so powerful to be in relationship with somebody, even, even the toxic relationships bring us 
awareness, bring us healing. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just a problem that a lot of people experience. And I experience myself is we keep recycling these toxic mm-hmm. relationships because we're not learning from our mistakes. We're not spending any time alone. We just keep jumping in one relationship to the next. And we think to ourselves, oh, well, you know, they got a different hairstyle now, right. or they're a little <laughs> taller or his cheekbones are a little more defined. Like, no, you just swapped out the body, but the energy is still the same. Amen to that. I have done that same dance for a decade. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So when we really start healing from the inside, that's when we start attracting better people. But remember, the person that you attract, no matter how conscious you are, no matter how healed you are, is still going to bring you deeper into your healing. Mm. When I first met Melissa, compared to where I am now, I'm a totally different human being. I feel the same way about myself. I have stepped so much more into my authentic self in this container of our relationship. And I have learned so much about masculine and feminine energies and polarity and intimacy because of this relationship, not because of reading books or watching YouTube videos, any of that. You want real embodiment work and you want real healing. Get into a relationship that is going to invite you to grow Mm -hmm. with somebody who really gives a shit about you. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, it is uncomfortable at times. Like we have uncomfortable conversations. We set boundaries with each other in the most loving, sacred way. But it's, it's still, it's, I'm not here to paint this picture that relationships are easy. Right. Because they, they bring a lot of challenge because you're, you're having all of your stuff reflected back to you right in that moment. And a lot of people, they can't take that reflection. So they, they flee and they, or they shut down. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people do. They either flee the relationship or they just close down, mm-hmm. you know, and we live in this really strongly throwaway culture now where we get into a relationship with somebody they're like, oh, well, you know, this isn't working out. I'm just going to leave. And like, they don't really lean into that and see if there's anything there for them. Like Melissa and I, we broke up twice, yeah. we broke up two different times to give you an example. But each time we broke up, and we got back together, we, we continue to get closer and closer and deeper and deeper. Those breakups were ultimately just kind of purifying what needed to be purified in our relationship. You know, if you, if you're talking like the technicality of things, I would say that our polarity between our masculine and feminine energies had been reversed. And that was causing a lot of damage, like energetically in, in our relationship, it was hurting us. And a lot of people experience that. <laughs> Can I just say to you too, though, because I know you said that you were going through something like a new separation mm-hmm. is like, I, I also feel like people don't take time to actually grieve a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I honestly, from my previous relationship, I was like, I told you I was kind of a mess for a while and because I was trying to figure it all out and I didn't want to rush myself, Yeah, you know, so it, it took me a good year. I would say until not that I felt like I was over it, but until I could feel like I could breathe again. And I, and I was beginning to understand myself. So I think people don't grieve and you'll hear people around you saying like, you, sh- you just get over them just, but it's not, it's not as easy if you're trying to rush yourself through it. So I think it's always important to give yourself time to just feel it. I know you don't mm-hmm. want to, I know you want to be like, I'm good. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to, right. but if you don't, then you're still carrying around those wounds and, and that energy. And so you're going to pull somebody else in. Who's going to be a reflection of that until you actually get rid of it. 
Yeah, and, and that's just a, masking your own loneliness. Because it's not a one-time, totally. like, I release. You know how many times I sit and I'm like, I, I forgive whomever. I release this from, like, it's not just a one and done, you know, mm-hmm. because. Something I want to add there, too, that I think in, in response to the grievance, if you are grieving, do not go out and hook up with other people. Mm-hmm. That is the worst time you could ever hook up with somebody is when you are in pain. Mm-hmm. From personal experience of doing this, it will even hurt men and women's especially will really, really crush. If you are grieving, take hookups off the table for a while, do yourself a favor and just don't open that door because that is when you are the most vulnerable. And if you feel used or if you feel like a a broken connection with somebody, you're going to be hurt even more. It's just going to push your pain deeper and deeper down inside of you. I don't know why I just felt called just, to say that. Well, I'm glad that you, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Melissa. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say it's it's a temporary high. Right. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. It's a Band-Aid, right? And it's to go back to the programming piece, I, I feel like... Uh, this is just me being really honest. One of my biggest fears going through this breakup was how fast my ex is going to move on and um, and just how painful that would be to hear about or to just just the fear of it in general is enough pain for me. And everyone's response to that is, well, that's, you know, that's kind of what guys do. And I'm like, bullshit. Why? Like, this is bullshit. I just have to call it out because... 
why is this the programming that that is just okay? All we're doing such a disservice to men if we keep saying, um, yeah, that's just what guys do. No, it's not. That's what unhealthy guys might do. But that's not actually like addressing what you're saying, grieving. Like it's sad, no matter if it, the relationship needed to end or it, it became toxic even, or it wasn't serving either of you, there's still grief that comes with that loss. It's a loss. And so I've, I've really like had to get okay with it in myself about, you know, I obviously can't control what another person does, but I just really do think that that is a huge disservice that we would do to anybody in general to just try to brush over emotions and act like that's okay. And like, that we're actually doing going through a healing process because I believe like what Melissa said, you're just going to keep inviting that in. That's what I like. I this, before this relationship, after my last relationship, I just wanted to move on. I didn't want to feel the pain. And all that I did was repeat old patterns until it like got so painful that I've had to face myself again and be like, no, you're doing that thing again. And like, and that's okay. Like, it's just, I got to get back on, you know, my healing journey track and, I'm lucky enough to have the tools in place to do that. But I just can't get okay with this mentality of like, ah, that's just what people do. Or that's what men do specifically. Like, I just think that that is really messed up. Mm. Rant over. It's it's deep programming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's deep programming. And we think that we can heal our heartbreak by jumping into bed or another relationship with somebody else. And it doesn't work like that because in all breakups, there's an integration process. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as losing weight. If you want to lose 40 or 50 pounds, you're not going to do that in two weeks. And if you do, you're probably cutting one of your body parts off, right? Right. right. So it's an integration process of a year, two years to really be healthy and do it right and learn to reprogram yourself to eat healthier foods. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with our emotional world too. Learning to find self-love and self-acceptance is not an easy thing to do, especially when you've spent most of your life shaming yourself. Mm-hmm. When you've spent most of your life doubting yourself, when you spent most of your life living in fear, it's not easy to reprogram yourself to stop being negative all the time and looking for the negative and criticizing other people. And that's when we really start to change and when we start to start to shift those patterns, our unhealthy patterns that keep attracting these toxic people into our our lives because a lot yeah. of times we just we look outwardly and we say oh blah 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 they just suck blah 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 but really why did they come into your life what were they reflecting back to you that you haven't healed is it because mm-hmm. you're still guarded and shut down so you attracted somebody emotionally unavailable you know so there's a lot of layers to that it's about really looking within yourself and opening just enough to find that that wisdom because there yeah. is wisdom and pain yeah Well, I do think it goes back to pain with that because if you're bumping up against your own pain, a a lot of times for me, at least, that's the only time I actually get to a place where I want to make real changes. And so without that pain happening or facing it, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing. And if it's not painful enough, I guess it's just like, oh, well, I need to do it one more time (laughs) to get to that place where it is. And you really do want to get all your demons out or whatever it is. But um, you both mentioned that getting into this relationship was good and fun and exciting, but it wasn't perfect. And so (laughs) Jake, I think mentioned that y'all broke up twice. And I just want to know 
what that looks like too, because there's a difference in my opinion between breaking up in a toxic way over and over and then getting back together and breaking up and getting back together. And then maybe what it looked like for you guys, why you would break up and then what would bring you back together? Was it your own journey within yourself or were you able to face some things within yourself that you hadn't been able to before? Like, what did that look like? Mm, Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say the first time that we really sat down and decided that we were going to break up or take, or kind of like, you know, give each other space uh, was you could see it coming. It was pretty obvious that like we were starting to really clash. And when now seeing it and have gone through it, it was our energy fields were really clashing when it came to masculine feminine energies. So like me getting through my breakup really helped me come back into myself. But what I had also done was I kind of overdeveloped this like big, bad, independent girl Mm -hmm. thing. And I think that that's great, but that also can be, um, something that can be hard to navigate through a relationship in because the masculine wants to bring his purpose, his giving into the relationship. And and Jake would say to me a lot at at a certain point in time before we split, can you please stop fighting me on this? Like, I don't, because he would say something and I'd be like, yeah, but you know, like I didn't realize that unconsciously I was still like guarding myself And I was trying to prove my independence to him. Like, Mm -hmm. I like you and and everything's great. But like my dad would always be like, you don't need anything from anybody, but that doesn't serve me. And living Mm -hmm. that way, like never allows anyone to bring anything into your life and to really create deeper connections. So it was, I believe, and I I feel like you do as well, is our energy fields were really clashing because Jake had come off a lot of healing and I had been coasting pretty good, like doing well. So I was more in the masculine energy in an independent way. And he was a little bit more in the feminine, but that's not our natural core. Right. And things started to like, we got closer and closer and things started to like want to shift. And he was really coming forward in the masculine. I was kind of fighting against it because I, I hadn't had a full grasp about what it meant to fully surrender into my feminine, even though it was something I really wanted to do. I I was fighting against it because I didn't really I didn't really get it yet. Yeah. Does that make what about you? That was great. <laughs> yes. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Honestly, like the way I would describe it is you were in competition with my masculine energy. Mm. And I think that there was a component of not fully trusting my masculine energy, but you were also still guarded from holding onto this masculine shield. Yeah. So the, the visual I would give would be like two rams clashing horns together on this mountaintop, right? Like who's going to be the strong masculine here. Yes. And at that point is when you have this depolarization of energies, cause you just keep bouncing off each other and you're just like, this is just not working. Right. So that's the point that we had to get to in our relationship where I was like, holy shit, like this is driving me nuts. Like I don't life is hard enough as it is. And to constantly be challenged in a masculine way by your partner, who's more a woman in that sense where you have two masculines in the relationship, it's it just adds a whole nother layer of complexity. So her being in competition with my masculinity in a masculine way was very it created a lot of resistance in the relationship in that sense. 
And once again, because I had been on this healing journey and I was stepping really into my feminine energy, she was more in the masculine. At first it was working, but as it started to come together and balance itself out, we start, we met at this middle point of we're both in the same energy. And that's where we really started to really ram heads. If yeah. you will. And that's where we experienced a lot. I just remember sitting down with you and be like, I just, I don't know what it is right now. I can't put my finger on it, but I just, I feel repelled by your energy. That's literally like, the words I was saying. What am I, what? what I don't yeah. get it. I just, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't understand what I, what I was bringing. Yeah. Because and- I was trying to go deeper into my masculine and you were right there and you're masculine. And like, it was, it was at this point where I was like, it finally broke through. Like my mm-hmm. masculine energy finally was like the stronger energy in that moment where I, I finally stepped in. I remember saying, and that's when you really started to surrender and soften into your feminine. Mm-hmm. And that's where it really started to rebalance itself. It's almost like if your car was out of alignment, this is how I would describe it. This is what's coming through. If your car had a, a tire out of alignment, you're driving down the highway, right? It's wobbly, wobbly, wobbly. Yeah. You go to the shop, you go get alignment. Our tire was wobbly for a while because we weren't really sure of each other. We were still feeling each other out. And when we finally brought our car into the shop to get it aligned, it was like, it was out of alignment. It was not balanced. So the balance, the proper weights were put on the tire, which is what they do in the alignment to recalibrate that tire. And that was her softening and opening into her feminine and me stepping into my masculine created this beautiful balance within our relationship that we hadn't fully experienced yet. And when we experienced that, it was this beautiful opening. I was just like, wow, this just feels, this feels natural. It feels Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. It feels like I was in my native energy. She was in her native energy and we were operating and leading from that place. So we had an immense amount of life force that was then charged in the relationship. If that makes sense. It's almost like, imagine it like a battery. Okay. A battery cell is most optimally charged when there's a a positive and a negative spark between the two energies. It's the same thing in a relationship. And this can work for same sex relationships too. There has to be a masculine and feminine energy sparking in the relationship in order for that life force to flow. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times relationships kind of are neutralized and you have like almost like a stagnant dead energy with no passion because there's no polarity there. And that's what happens over time is that the polarity starts to neutralize and people just, they lose their connection yeah, because they don't focus on embodying their native energy and keeping that polarity alive in their relationship. I think the polarity piece is really interesting. So I want to touch on that in a second. Another thing I heard you talk about, though, was, and I think I've actually experienced this with you too, Jake. And so I want to talk a little bit about this, but is Melissa's coming in with this like masculine, you know, leading. And a lot of times I think right now, as a woman, it feels like we need to be doing that, which does feel out of line with maybe if you're a feminine, a strong feminine energy, like it feels weird. And I, I've personally feel drained after a time of doing it. And actually the last podcast you and I did, Jake, you said I came in really like I was like leading with the masculine energy. I'm like going through the outline I had made, you know, and it was just a little more maybe coasting on the surface and you asked me a question and I don't even remember what it was. I remember what it was. What was it? I said, how much do you trust masculine energy? Oh yeah. (laughs) 
was like, and you said two <laughs> on a scale of one to 10. A two. I said a two. Wow. That's really sad. But that's true. And what I realized when you asked me that was, an, well, you pointed out to me how much I dropped into my feminine once we actually just started owning the truth of that. Um, but it was also because I felt safe. And what I've noticed, and I wonder if Melissa resonates with this at all, that I, I haven't had a good experience trusting masculine energy. And so for me to be able to fully drop into my feminine, it's like I need the safety of that that consistency or I need to trust it like in order to be able to fully drop the guard. And what I heard when you were telling the story, Jake, was that you had gotten to the table and you're like, I'm really repelled. And I just wonder, Melissa, what was it that helped you to get to that next side of being like, wait a second, like, I don't want to repel this person. I love this person or however it was you were feeling. And how did you drop that masculine guard? Gosh, Sep- well, that separation was actually really helpful. Okay. Because I, I couldn't quite understand it because it kept looking out at him of like, it must be something he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm fine. Like I'm good. I'm sure. loving. I'm, you know, like I really didn't quite grasp, like, like it's hard to see the box from the inside. So I, I just didn't really quite understand it. But when he used to say to me, can you please stop fighting me on this? I remember Um, I was sitting at, I had, you know, we separated, I moved out and, and I remember sitting with myself and being like, when I fight him on things, is that my ego or do I really, do I really need to interject on everything and question everything he's doing? And it, and I started to become very aware of what I was saying. So when we would talk or we did like eventually start working things out, he would say something. And I remember like, I would like my natural thing, mm-hmm. um, or my programming, I should say, cause it wasn't natural for me to fight back would be, I'd want to say something and I would stop and I'd be self-aware and say, is it some, is this something you really need to challenge him on? And then I realized that if I didn't bring it up, that, uh, feeling to want to do it kind of went away. Cause it really yeah. wasn't a big deal. And, it, and I could rest. And then I noticed that he could rest and it was more of an ego thing. It was just me thinking that I needed to prove myself to him. Mm. It's, it's, it's really interesting. It's just, I became way more self-aware and I started to practice more forgiveness because there was stuff that I was still holding on to with men that had hurt me in mm. my life. Cause we sat down and talked one day. And when I was in high school, like the first couple of months of high school, I was sexually assaulted for like the first few months of high school. And I had never really talked about it until him and I did. And just me telling him the story, I started crying. My body started shaking. And I'm like, wow, like, I didn't think this was a big deal at all. I mean, I was, it was years ago, but then that moment showed me that there was still more things that I was definitely mm-hmm. holding on to that I had thought were no big deal, but they hurt me a little deeper than I had realized. Mm. So I had to start practicing more and more forgiveness so that I could really let that go. Cause I, I knew foundationally through the times we separated and got back together foundationally, like we deeply love each other. I know that to be true. Even when, do you remember, even when I, I sat in the car and we were both like crying when we had first separated and I said, I'm not done with you yet, Jake Woodard, <laughs> because I knew that I just, it felt like something different to me. 
And I had such a, a deep love for him. And I just, I don't know, it was, it was different to me. It's like the only way I know it's not the greatest word to use, but it was just different. And I wanted to do better. Like you made me want to do better. And I, I feel that way that I did that for you too. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. I think there's so much I hear about or in your story where it's like, I knew I needed to do better. And you're both kind of bumping up against each other, which to me is is what a conscious relationship is it's like you bump up against each other and you find the safety within each other which is what I see in you guys to walk on that journey individually and then together and so like as much as maybe Melissa in this scenario he was are you were becoming more aware of your blocks and Jake was mirroring that to you there doesn't seem to be like this disconnect and that you both were on this journey individually as well and so I think, I guess my question would be, how important is it for each individual to be on their own journey, to be able to have their relationship be as conscious as I think we all maybe want our relationships to be? Mm. So what exactly is your question here? Like, how important is it that you can be on your own journey? Because... You know, like Melissa could have that awareness or she, you could say to her, hey, like I'm being really repelled by this energy. Yeah. And she could be like, well, screw you then. That's your problem. Or, you know, not go inward with it. And so I don't feel like people necessarily understand that sometimes when we're bumping up against something like that, it's not a bad thing, right? Like it's this, it's this awareness that the relationship is bringing to you, which is actually a beautiful experience for deeper healing. Like what Melissa just said. And I so, got it. You got it. I got the question. All right, let's go. I got, I got a answer. question for you in response to that. 
Okay. When you chew food, yeah. do you only use your top teeth? No, I, actually, I think I mostly use my back teeth. Well, you probably use the top and the bottom, Both. right? Yes. Oh, 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 yes. Top and bottom. Mm -hmm. So you see how there's a balance between the top and the bottom. Mm -hmm. Both are working in harmony to digest the food. Ah, yes. So mm -hmm. if you're not working together as a team, yeah, like your teeth do in the top and the bottom working in coherence. Yes. Then that relationship is going to be one hell of a struggle. Well, you're going to choke to stick with that analogy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Try to <laughs> just a top teeth. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like. And do it. Yeah. yeah. Try it. You know, it's like you're using your tongue trying to push it. It's, it's weird. Mm -mm. It's, it's clunky. It's not mm -mm. fluent. So if there isn't a sense of fluid and flow in the relationship, you're just going to keep clunking. You're yeah. clunking down the road and it's hard. That relationship is a struggle because you're not working together as a team. And that team sometimes has to have disagreements. Sometimes right. we don't agree on things. Sometimes we need boundaries. Sometimes we need to say something that feels really uncomfortable, but it's absolutely necessary for the growth and the healing and the love of our relationship. And I'll share a quick story about that too. Probably about maybe four or five months ago, there was a point when Melissa was really focused on her business and the development of her business. And it was for like a couple of weeks and we're going to, we're going to talk about Frank. Like, <laughs> I'm going to bring Frank up in this. That's fine. I'd love for you to share. I've never talked about Frank before, but Frank's uh, we're going to talk about Frank. Oh, so, can't wait. It was like four <laughs> or five months ago. And she had like really stepped into her masculine in a way that was not healthy in our relationship. I support a woman going into her masculine, but it's, I feel like what works best for a woman is when she has a healthy relationship with her inner masculine. And she had stepped into a way where her energy, her body was just rigid and intense. And I could feel it. Like I'm very intuitive. I could feel that. I'm like, babe, what's going on here? But it got to a point two or three weeks into this where I was like, starting to feel hurt. Like I was starting to feel neglected at this point in the relationship. And we had gone through our stuff. We had had, you know, had a couple of breakups, as I said, but we had been good for a long time. And I remember st like standing there and saying to her, I'm like, babe, I know you got a lot going on in your business right now, but I want to share with you something that's hurting me. Are mm -hmm. you able to receive me in this moment? And she said, yeah, what's going on? And I told her, I said, I'm feeling neglected in our relationship. And this really hurts me. And she like broke down crying and said, I'm sorry. Like I did not, I was not even aware of this. Mm. And she took the steps to, to shift that, to change that. But now, like, as we've come deeper into this container of relationship, we've kind of made jokes along the way about certain things. And I'm going to poke fun at Melissa this morning because we, we, we're going to do this, but <laughs> When Melissa gets really stuck in her rigid masculine energy, I remember I said to her, I'm sitting there talking to her one day, I'm like, why are you so stressed out right now? And you're like, just like huddled up on the couch in front of your laptop. I'm like, babe, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta move your body and open a little bit. I'm like, I'm not trying to coach you in this moment, but like what you're doing is not healthy. Unplug from that. I'm like, you look like this little old man who's been locked inside of a closet, punching away on a keyboard with a little green banker hat, a little visor on with crazy hair going everywhere. I said, that's your, that's your inner masculine. We're going to call him 
Lil Frank. Frank. And I said, and you are not treating Lil Frank right in this moment. And Frank needs some love. And so she started <laughs> laughing. I'm like, go give Frank a hug. Stop beating Frank up. Stop slapping Frank around, making him 80, work 80 hours a week. Yeah, I mean, Frank needs love too. Frank is Frank tired. You know what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> I said, damn it. Give, give Frankie some love. Give your inner masculine some love. Stop overusing yeah. your masculine energy. And a lot of women with feminine cores, they're, they're slapping their inner Frank around. You know what I mean? Like they're overusing him. Mm-hmm. And he can only take so much. Absolutely. You know, so it, that's when they become very rigid and guarded and just like, they just want to just crack open and just scream at that mm-hmm. point. You can just feel it in a woman's energy. A lot of the women that I've worked with over the years, it's, it's, you can feel the energy, the stagnation in, in her body that's built up and backed up energy. It's like the river that has stopped flowing and it starts to pool up and the water becomes poisonous because the bacteria is building in her body. And that's what happens with a woman's feminine energy when it stops flowing and it becomes stagnant and stuck. And and this oftentimes she's building a dam around it with her inner masculine energy. God, that makes so much sense to me because I think I mentioned earlier, like I get, I end up becoming so depleted when I live in my masculine so much to the point of burnout a lot of times, because it, it is, I'm like beating up my inner Frank and I'm just like, come on, Frank, <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. And all my of our inner, inner people, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be like a new thing. Well, you know we should make crazy? t-shirts. You know what's interesting though is I get like t-shirts. How's Frank going today? <laughs> How's your inner Frank? <laughs> but it's crazy because I know that when I'm in my feminine and I take those breaks, which I usually am great at doing, it's like yeah. taking breaks and being in my feminine, and I don't spend a ton of time on my computer. But uh, where was I going with this? See, now I'm all like feminine now. But <laughs> oh, I know that when I allow those times when I have a lot of work to do to be in my feminine more. I actually create better things. Yes. Like I'm better in my business. So, but everyone's you're not right here. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm more like all of these like quotes and ideas just like start flowing out of me. And so at the times when sometimes, you know, we all kind of get back into our old way of being and he'll, he'll be like, Hey Frank. And I'm like, all right, we're good. <laughs> all right. Like, but it's, but him saying that has made it, me made me realize how silly it is to mm-hmm. get myself there. So it softens me to hear the the name Frank now, you know, like yeah. because we get so serious and rigid and stressed out and like half the things that worry about don't really matter because we're just sucking the fun out of everything. So right. giving a funny name to the crazy masculine energy that you have sometimes really can just show you how silly it is, like how silly you're being in that moment instead of judging yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Does Frank need a hug? That's like, (laughs) that's the (laughs) t-shirt. Well, I love all the work with masculine and feminine energy. As I mentioned to you guys, if you have not listened to the other podcasts I've done with Jake, go check those out because I do feel like you communicate it in a way that is very clear. And some of this stuff can be kind of overwhelming as you first begin learning about it, you know, so go check those out. I am really excited because you guys are both putting on a workshop in January in Dallas 
around these topics, around this masculine and feminine energy, I am going and I'm, I'm a little nervous. Is that normal? Like, I'm like, what yes. do I need? What am I <laughs> going to experience here? Um, but I really do want to dive deeper into this kind of healing because even the small amounts that I've learned from doing your online workshop and then the conversations we've had, it is like a release. And it is sort of like what you were just saying, Melissa, where it's like, I can feel a little more when I'm in my feminine and flowing and my creativity just comes out and it just feels very easy and natural. And then I can feel also when I'm bumping up against my inner Frank and he's tired. And so just, I don't know, I just want to dive deeper into that. So tell me a little bit about the workshop. What can I expect without telling me exactly what's going to happen? And do I need to be scared? (laughs) So just imagine going on this journey where you're not exactly sure where you're going, Mm -hmm. but the captain of the ship knows exactly where we're taking you. Right. Okay. And it's on this voyage, but as you go through this process of integration, which is really what it is, it was identifying your core wounds that block you from the intimacy you truly desire. That's the first thing we focus on is a foundation, right? Building the stronger foundation, but you first have to release the stuff that's blocking you from Mm. really moving forward in your life and specifically your relationships. We all have deep programming and we've all been brought into this world that is really driven by fear, shame, and guilt. So we've been deeply programmed with this. And the focus of this work and specifically this workshop and this event is to really bring that pain up and release it so you can be free from that and let that go. It's imagine yourself being weighed down by those anchors and you just, you keep walking down this path every single day and every single day you keep falling in the same hole on the same street, but you know, that hole is there, you know, that hole is there, but you keep falling in it. So this event specifically is to bring the awareness to that hole and then get you going down a different street in life. Mm-hmm. So you can stop making those same toxic mistakes that are hurting you. Mm-hmm. And the focus of the polarity and the intimacy and the masculine and feminine energies, that's what we all love. We all love relationships. We all want to understand and learn about how to be in a conscious relationship. And from our embodiment of actually doing this work, we have a very simple process that is practical and digestible. And I'm not like a super intellectual person. I barely graduated high school. I just wasn't good at like, like a lot of information. So I teach things in a way that are very easy to digest, that are also very easy to implement into your life. Mm-hmm. And the same way that Melissa teaches as well, like she teaches in a very practical way that is easy to digest, to understand, okay, I can do this, I can do this, and I can do this. The foundation, very simple. Tools that you can then take with you and then integrate into your life so you can not only be excited and more passionate and alive, but also have the awareness and the know-how. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know. It does. It makes total (laughs) sense. I read a part of it was talking about diving into a new depth of intimacy, which I was thinking about it when I first read that because I was like, oh, that's what I want. You know, like I want to be. And then I was just thinking also how much and this is another cultural thing to me, but I don't know that we even fully understand what intimacy is um, or that's been something that I've bumped up against with a lot of people in my life. And so 
first of all, I just want to ask, what do you guys think intimacy is? Go ahead. Well, there's intimacy with yourself and then intimacy in relationships. Mm. But for me, the words that come through strongly with intimacy is honesty, vulnerability, heart-centered, and I think that might be it. Mm. Because an intimate relationship can't, it's not, I mean, what do you think about automatically? We think like, oh, sex. Sex, yeah. But sex is is such is so much different with someone that, you know, at safety, like their core safety comes through for you. Trust Mm -hmm. vulnerability. So sometimes Mm -hmm. there'll be moments where Jake will tell me he's something he's thinking or feeling, which I've never had in a relationship before is a man that instead of saying like, you know, screw you or shut up, or you're being annoying or you're emotional instead of him saying all those words to block or to, to turn me off. He's he'll say what's underneath all of that. Like I'm feeling hurt right now, or you're not, you're not listening to me. I don't feel like you're honoring my masculine energy. Like I've never had that, but I am so grateful that he has done that work in order to throw all the foo-foo away and like really tell me what he's feeling. Cause then I get where I stand and I know how I can show up. Mm. So that is our, our intimate relationship is your ability to be completely open and raw and honest with each other and not judge, but it begins with you being open and honest and raw with yourself, because there's no way I could be here if I wasn't connected to this. Mm. Oh, I love that answer. Yes. Jake, what you got? I feel that when it comes to intimacy, it takes a certain level of openness and in order for yourself to open, you have to trust what you're opening to. And in that trust for both people, a level of safety is created. And if in order to experience true deep intimacy, it is an artful practice. It is a dance between two people. And that dance is not always going to be this harmonious flow, like a ballerina moving in the wind. There's going to be times where maybe you trip during the dance or you fall or you bump something. Like it's finding a way back to center, back to balance. So you can continue to hold each other in the most sacred and beautiful way Mm -hmm. to continue to open deeper to the love that you truly desire. And to allow a person to see you in your most raw and vulnerable form without all the filters, without all the makeup behind your screen, but truly standing there in front of you, seeing you raw and vulnerable and naked, bare. And when you can be in that container with somebody, that level of depth and that level of vulnerability is so nourishing for us, for our hearts, for our souls to be in this container with somebody because it gives you a teammate. It gives Mm -hmm. you a teammate to do this life with, right? And it's not saying that you need a teammate or you need to be in a relationship. But what I have found is in my moments of weakness, in my moments of doubt, in my moments of insecurity, Melissa is there to give me that little bit of support, that little bit of extra courage, that, that 
those words of, I believe in you, mm. or I trust that you will figure this out. And just having that little bit of gentle and loving support in that moment makes me feel like unstoppable. It makes me feel like I can get through anything. And sometimes we doubt ourselves and in the container of a safe relationship and intimacy, it can be so nourishing and healing to us to experience that. So to me, true intimacy is an artful dance between two people coming mm. into deeper union, coming into deeper safety. So you can find that core energy of love. Yeah. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. I'm just so grateful that you guys are actually talking about this because when I was just listening to both answers, I genuinely believe that as human beings, what both of you described is actually what we're seeking in this in this world and in this life. And we get confused by just getting all the stuff, you know, or the band-aids like we talked about, because we maybe bump up against something that's uncomfortable in a relationship. And instead of doing the work to work around it or to find the intimacy within ourselves first. Um, we just grab another thing or it's that grass is always greener mentality. And I just think that that's a never ending game. It's just this constant, like trying to fill that void, which to me is really intimacy with ourselves, intimacy with a higher power or spiritual, whatever it is you believe in. And then that can transfer into your actual relationships. So I'm just so glad that you guys are putting the words to that so people can learn another way, you know, like there is another way. Yeah. It's all one. That's right. Your relationship with God, the universe source, your relationship with self, mm-hmm. and your relationship with your lover is all one. Mm-hmm. There is no separation there. It's all one intertwined together. It's all connected to the same heartbeat of the universe. 
So when you realize that, that there is no separation, that's just your ego division. Yeah. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> There's always something to work uh, look, on. Look, Kelly, always. we're all working on, we're, we're here, right? So we right. all have work to do. Yes. That doesn't mean you're not enough just because you're working on something. We're all I agree with that. Something. I love and that statement. There's just, there's just different levels. There's just yeah. different levels to stuff. There's things that other people have mastered that I have not. Mm-hmm. I'm just really obsessed with masculine and feminine <laughs> energy yeah. Yeah. in relationships. But guess what? I still struggle in them at times. Of course. You know, yeah. like sometimes when I have to go set a boundary with my father, it's very hard. And as much as I've practiced boundaries, I teach boundaries. You ask what we're going to be doing at the workshop. Wait until you do the gates of hell. I've literally seen people throw <laughs> up during this exercise. Great. This sounds so fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. But in parallel to that, we'll be doing things like movement to open yourself and you'll be mm. dancing and mingling with awesome people from around the world. So it's about building those conscious relationships with like-minded people. So yes, yes. Is, there, is there things that are going to make you extremely uncomfortable? What were you just saying about pain? Well, that's where I grow when I keep yeah. getting burned by the fire. I really Kelly's set like, myself up for that not. one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She likes, she likes the pain a little bit. Uh, so there's a, it's a blend of being uncomfortable to get you to, to, to change and shift. Yeah. To invite you to change and shift. I can't mm-hmm. get you to do anything. Yeah. But then it's also this state of bringing you into this playful childlike innocence where you're going to be so open, feeling like that, that little girl, little boy again, where you're just like free and open and, and just ready to take on whatever life brings to you. That I love because also as an adult, I mean, or the older I get, the more I'm finding it harder to tap into the little kid inside of me or, you know, that just the playfulness. And I think that we all really, we have all these things happening in our lives, but if we miss the joy, that is when it really just gets so dark. Or for me, it's when I get so stuck in my masculine and I'm not feeling just the presence in my everyday moments or just the joy and the happiness and the peace that comes with that. It's all here. Most exactly. of our lives right here. We try to solve our problems from here. We try yep. to find happiness. We try to love. So that's why doing the work to re- to first come down and like integrate with your body and then release those emotions it, it brings me back. Like this work has brought me back. Like I can see the little Melissa all mm-hmm. the time. Like he always says to me like, Oh my God, you're such like a little kid right now. But I, but the more I tap into that, the more joyful my life really is because I'm not like, well, what are they thinking? Oh, well, right. really be doing this. I'm too old. Like we all have that spirit within us. There's no yeah. exceptions. And that's and even for authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. When you're that right. version. And an insider tip too, from like a masculine perspective, when she is in that feminine playfulness and openness and just not even, you know, caring about anything in the world and just truly authentic, that is when I am most polarized to her. Right. The interesting thing about that, it's not when she's like honoring like her inner boss babe mentality and ramming through the day. You know what I mean? Like, yes. sure, that's cool. But like I'm polarized to her real playful feminine openness. Right. That makes total That's when I'm sense. just like, I want to step in because there's space there for me to then penetrate in like a most loving way, to right? Penetrate her energy field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Melissa's well, like, giggling right now. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. But you know what I mean? So it's like, I do, I do, I do. The masculine wants to penetrate the feminine. And also, I mean, I'm not just, I know everyone's like going right to sex when they hear penetration, but I'm talking about penetration in a way of penetrating her whole world. Right. Right. 
But in order for that penetration to happen in a, with his consciousness, there has to be an openness. She mm-hmm. has to be able to receive his energy, his his outwardly giving energy. But if she's shut down and guarded, there's no room for him to come in. Mm-hmm. She just holds up this shield and again in this heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to. Like, that's the thing is masculine men, especially men who are aware, and more and more men are awakening. I see more and more spent men showing up in this space. Masculine men who are aware. They really do want to provide a beautiful experience for their woman. Mm-hmm. They really do. But that's the thing is I often say to Melissa, I want to give this to you. Will you just receive mm-hmm. that from me? You that's said so that cool. in the last podcast you guys did something. That's it was something so cool. as simple as like you, him moving your car. It was something <laughs> and she was like, I can, I can do this, which I so relate to. You're like, it's fine. I got it. Yeah. But like him saying, no, I really want to give this to you. And that small thing, I can totally see where that little communication after would make you be like, oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Then please. Thank you. Cause it is nice. And it is as a feminine, what we want too. like, I want to feel safe and protected and taken care of in that kind of way, even the small things that really makes me feel safe is when I know someone cares about me to even consider doing those little things. Yeah. But invite that because I had to learn how to speak up for myself and say, like, I think uh, when you come into your feminine power, instead of, if you want, if I want something from him, instead of saying, will you never tell me I look pretty mm-hmm. like that, right there? Like that's, that's combative. Right think about the way or feel into the way you want to communicate what you're craving from your partner, which which I would say, you know, what makes me feel so loved is when you tell me how beautiful I look, when, you know, I spent a lot of time getting ready, Mm. you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm telling him what I'm desiring. I'm not shooting him down. It means like, I'm not even giving him an opportunity to do it. Cause I've already like told him like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This yeah. is wrong. It's yeah. just not inviting. And it's in a lot of ways, it's like pushing his masculine energy away from me. Cause, but I, I really want it. Right. A woman's ability to express how she wants to be love teaches the man how to be a better lover. Mm-hmm. That's just what it comes down to is, is Melissa's ability to express her desire, what she wants from me shows me how I can be a better lover, how I can be more supportive or nourishing or give her whatever she's desiring. Cause I do really want to give that to her. I want to give her a beautiful experience in my deep heart. I do. I want to create safety. I want to protect. I want to lead as a man, as a masculine man, that's what I desire. Mm-hmm. And when she shows me what she really desires and she honors like that full body, yes, this is what I want or full body. No, this doesn't serve me. Both of those things help me to really see her in a better way. I mean, what's the worst beautiful. thing that happens? You express yourself to the person that you want to be in a relationship with, are in a relationship with. And the worst thing that happens is they say, no, I can't do that for you. Or they walk away. So that really does show right. like they're probably not really supposed to be there because, right. you know, you're speaking like, I would love for this to happen. Be like, well, I'm not doing that. Well, Okay. I have to, I have to stand. I don't want to say firm, but you do have to stand firm in what it is that you're really desiring, but make sure you're delivering from a place of love, not from a, this is what you're doing wrong. Cause nobody wants to be spoken to like that. Yeah. I feel like and I could wh- be here for hours. I know. <laughs> One of the last things I want to say about just what you just said was, I do believe that for me, I guess I should keep it on myself, but 
what you just said about we the worst thing that could happen is that someone says no or they leave and those things can be really scary especially when you're vulner feeling vulnerable in a relationship so i think that's where it does go back to like this intimacy with this relationship with ourselves first and knowing that even if someone else can't do that like you're gonna be okay regardless and that's just maybe not the relationship for you or anything like that but i do think a lot of us get stuck in situations because of the fear of what if I express this need or I express this way that I want to be loved and they say no. Like that's scary, right? That's a lot of conditioning with women though that we've yeah. been told that like we're too much of everything. Like you're expecting oh, yeah. too much. Your emotions are too much. But it's but what I've learned is normally because a lot of men, the way that they're conditioned is really different. And so if you've been think about if you've been holding on to all of your emotions for like your entire life. And here comes this woman who's like emotionally open and is very expressive. <laughs> She's going to trigger the crap out of your inner right. stuff. And then all, what are you going to want to do? Like sh- turn it off, shut it down. Like, so we sh- will be shamed for that mm-hmm. because a lot of people are just not in tune with their own emotions. And so the easiest thing to do when you don't understand somebody or somebody else is triggering you is to try to shut it down as quickly as or possible flee. or flee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're repressed. Yeah, that makes flee. so much sense. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and you know, a lot, a lot of men experience that because they have no connection to their inner feminine, right? No connection to their emotional world feelings. Men really struggle to feel. So when a woman is very expressive and open and in her feminine, he's like, all right, you're too much. Mm-hmm you're too much. You're too much right now. You need to stop doing that. This is making me feel uncomfortable because I'm not integrated with my emotions. That's what he's really saying. This is making me feel uncomfortable because I'm not integrated with my emotional world. Mm -hmm. So I'm either going to try to repress yours or I'm just going to go, ah, she's too much. I'm out. Yeah. And I'm going to leave. Yeah. So that's why men have 100% in order to be in a successful relationship with a woman you must integrate with your emotional world. And the way that I teach men this is very simple. And it's, I mean, it sounds simple, is holding a masculine frame while feeling your emotions, okay? I know what I did was actually probably the reverse of that. I just went all into my feminine, totally lost my masculine frame. It was like just the, the cup of water just cracked open and went all over the place. But you can still hold the structure of your masculine while holding your container for those emotions. Because when you can hold space for your own emotions, you can then hold space for her emotions. And you'll also be much more clear with her, able to lead better. And also the beautiful part about this is you won't be afraid to set boundaries with her when she's not being in alignment with you. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, that's a really beautiful thing that a man can provide is the clarity within his boundary to say, "I, I need you to stop doing that. And it's very powerful or this doesn't align with me. This doesn't resonate with me or this is hurting me. These are, these are energetic boundaries that we set within our relationships. Mm-hmm. So for men integrating with their emotional world while holding that masculine frame, it's okay to feel, learn to cry like a man, learn to feel like a man. And when you do that, you're so much more available in relationships. The nectar that flows in your relationship is so much more beautiful and open and healing when you are integrated with your emotional world and not numb and shut down. And that's the thing too, is a man who's emotionally numb. I call him Ramrod Rick, right? Where he's like bulldozing through her flower garden because he's an insensitive prick. 
Yeah. And he doesn't feel deeply. But when you feel deeply as a man, you're more sensitive to her emotional world and you can much better hold her heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait to keep these conversations going with you guys. And I cannot wait for Dallas. I'll keep you guys posted on that. If you want to come, come see us at this, um, this workshop in Dallas. It is January 21st to 23rd. You can find tickets, I know, on jakewoodard.com, right? Yep. Is there anywhere else that people should be going to check into that? J-A-K-E-W-O-O-D-A-R-D.com slash forward slash awake. Or you can just find it on my homepage, wherever. Okay. It's called the Awake Workshop correct yeah um i'll be there like i said i'm really excited you guys both are individual podcast hosts as well so y'all go check out the the awake with jake show this is the podcast jake and i've talked about a lot and he does a lot of this same kind of conversation around masculine and feminine energy also relationship stuff and then melissa has a podcast called the heart on podcast will you tell us a little bit about your podcast absolutely sure so the the heart on podcast is really just me. You really overemphasize that T there, didn't you? I do. Heart. I have to. I know you kind of do have to. Heart. The heart. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, really. And honestly, I am very much a heart person. I, I, I really always have been. And of course, through the things we go through, sometimes we put our wall up, but I love the connection with the heart. And so my mission really with the show is to share whatever comes through for me, different topics around relationships or self-love or masculine feminine energies or anything really to help open your heart by sharing mine, just mm. little bits and pieces of my journey and things that have worked for me and things that I love. And I, I enjoy it so much and and that's it. So Melissa also <laughs> has a background in music. You know, she spent a lot of her life singing. That's where she started out. But she also did a lot in like the radio world too. So it's like, she's cool. Cause she had like such a already great speaking voice for that too. Yeah. Thanks. So you will definitely Thanks. get a heart boner. If you listen to this. Great. Jacob. On the heart on. I get it. Okay. Get a little heart boner. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait. And you guys both have really interesting um, Instagrams too. I follow both of y'all. Melissa does these amazing dance videos that always come at the right time. I think we were messaging about this, but it's like, I'll be having a day and I'm just like, oh, so frustrated. And then she puts up this really flowy dance video and I'm like, right. Okay. Let me just, but you know, what's in, in the thing, the reason why, I mean, I've danced for my whole life, but I stopped yeah. for a while and coming into my feminine, the way that worked for me, the best was through movement and dance mm, and body connection. I agree with that. Yeah. Because it taught me, I had a misconception that feminine energy was my weakness. Mm -hmm. It was my weak, like soft, meek, very, but it's not that way. Like I was totally off. So the, how I learned to trust my feminine energy was first by implementing movement every day. Yeah. And then the more you learn how to trust your body and connect to it, then you can start utilizing the feminine energy outward into the world. And it's, it's a powerful space to be in. Amazing. Will you tell the people your Instagram handle? Because I just don't think I can oh, pronounce no. your last name. <laughs> Oh boy. I uh, know. I'm going to also put it in the description of this podcast. Okay, so let's you guys just go can with go. that. We'll, yeah. we'll just we'll go with that. We'll just we go with that. It's Melissa. We're going to be here for a couple hours spelling that one out. <laughs> yes. Her hard name, her last name is a little tricky to pronounce at this point. I mean, we were talking about you may be taking on Woodard though. So we'll, we'll see how that <laughs> a goes. Easier. A little we'll easier. We'll see. Yeah. And Jake is at Jake Woodard on Instagram. Thank
thank you guys so much for doing this. I always enjoy the conversation. This was, and I can't wait to continue, like I said. So we'll have a lot to look forward to in January. You guys go check out Jake and Melissa, especially if you are looking to deepen your relationships, even your relationship with yourself. I think they both are doing such great work to help us learn how to do that. So thank you guys. Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.